are listening to another episode of the Coach's Circle Podcast, brought to you by LifeCoachPath.com. Our goal is to explore all the different ways you can craft your own career in the fields of coaching, wellness, and mental health. Each episode features guests who offer an authentic perspective on their own unique career path and explores ways you might begin to craft your own. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit www.lifecoachpath.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Baker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coach's Circle podcast. Today's special guest is Rosalie Cassio, a certified life coach with Zen Mindspace in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hey, Rosalie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brandon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, typically on the show, we've had a lot of interviews with um, therapists and how and how therapists incorporate coaching into their practice. In your case, um, you are a certified life coach, and so your your kind of bread and butter is definitely more um, central to the focus of the show. So, um, yeah, let, let's just start off with some background, as we always do, as to um, first a little bit about your personal background, and also how did you get involved in in life coaching. Okay, great. Um, I'd love to start that. Um, I actually graduated with a degree in psychology many moons ago, and um, it just continued to follow me through all of my career uh, throughout the years, over the last 30 years. No matter what I was doing, I noticed I was, you know, always applying the, the psychology and coaching to each and every position I was in. And so about, I guess, seven years ago, I decided to actually make it formal, and I went ahead and got certified through um, CTI, the Coaches Training Institute, and um, I've been doing that mostly in a um, corporate job as part of, um, with, um, I would say, people development and uh, the executives. I've been coaching the executives of the organization in order to um, go ahead and see some business partner changes in leadership to develop and execute like strategic plans and improve organizational communication and basically assess the underperforming departments and teams. So it's, I really applied all of the coaching to the corporate world in the last seven years. Right. And now I have the opportunity to do it at Zen MindSpace <laughs> for more personal, for more life coaching. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So let's actually talk about that transition a little bit. So what you're describing, obviously, to me, sounds like executive coaching. We have had um, executive coaches on the show. And the, the work you just described kind of in, in your past definitely falls under that category. Moving over to Zen Mind Space, um, obviously, it's like you just said, it is more personal. So what made you, um, I guess, what, what prompted you to switch from more the organizational side to the personal side? You know, I think that I found that in a lot of my sessions with the executive coaching, after time, we ended up hit a lot of the individuals started hiring me for some life coaching. And I really, really enjoyed seeing the changes in people's personal lives and, and witnessing that. So um, after I sold, after we sold the company, I started doing just life coaching for people and some from the corporate world that I had been coaching before. And then I picked up some private clients and then Zen kind of fell into my uh, lap in that I was a client there and loved the environment. I could not think of a better place. It is just an incredible environment with wonderful people. 
and it's an amazing collaborative space. So I started doing some coaching there, and that's kind of where my my real passion is right now is just really enjoying helping individuals instead of being in corporate America. Right. Okay. So I know that at Zen, you take, as the name implies, a very mindfulness-based approach um, to to wellness and, and health. So let's just start off with what you guys call your core four um, offering, your core four holistic services. So, um, and for anybody that hasn't checked out the website, um, it, it, it involves, um, you know, four distinct, but... Um, you know, I, I would imagine quite effective techniques uh, for clients looking to um, improve their, their mental health. So can you just take us through a little bit on that, Rosalie, on what it is involved in that core four process? Certainly. So um, the uh, again, the um, Zen Mind Space is with, under licensed psychologist, Dr. Marla Rice, and she's a firm believer that it's not just the therapy, but it's the core four of um, bringing together the holistic services and also integrating, you know, the chiropractic side, the Reiki and energy healing, therapeutic massage, acupuncture. So basically just an entire wellness team um, put together so that we can have a healing value towards the wellness of our clients. Right. Right. Okay. So let's just dig a little deeper because what, what we do on the show is often, um, you know, most therapists and coaches have some kind of central theme, some kind of central organizing principle that guides the work that they do. And so, um, you know, sometimes, uh, well, we've had a coach on the show that called herself a philosophical coach where um, she was a PhD in philosophy. And that kind of mindset is what she chose to focus on with her clients. You know, we've had um, we've had coaches, we've had therapists on the show that focus purely on internal family systems. Um, some we've had hypnotherapists on the show that, you know, basically incorporate hypnotherapy in all of their work. So um, because you are incorporating techniques such as uh, therapeutic massage and, and Reiki and acupuncture, uh, can you just take us through, um, I guess, why these techniques you feel are effective with your clients and, um some of the changes that, you know, obviously without naming specific examples, but some of the changes that you've seen in in clients uh, at Zen that have gone through that uh, core four offering. Of course. Um, so again, we're so initially when someone comes to Zen, if they're coming for um, some therapy, they may start with Dr. Marla and. She will go ahead and get them started, but we will work with them to find out what are their long-term goals. So it's not just going to a therapist or going to a coach, but here it's, you know, let's get the mind and body together. So it may be, let's look at their personal goals and determine do they want, you know, we recommend maybe yoga, um, meditation, depending on what they're coming to us for. I'm dealing with somebody who is going through a divorce and so is looking to, you know, obviously now meet a whole new group of support people. So that could be in our um, yoga classes or meditation classes. She's also a little stressed. So we're going to go ahead and put her through some um, acupuncture to make sure her mind and body have like, you know, unified energy system and um, also some Reiki. So again, depending on each of their goals, we feel that all together, it just brings a, a healthier, happier individual by, be, by utilizing all of Zen Mind Space's offerings. Right. Okay. And your particular role at Zen, is it, 
in one of these particular areas or are you more um or do you focus more on just you know dialogue between uh you and the client so what what is your exact role as as part of this kind of holistic offering as a coach so mine yes so mine would be to meet with them um on their life plan so i may meet with an individual to assist in helping with the different offerings, but then I'm going to have one-on-one sessions with them to process through the, the, the personal coaching. Right, right. Okay, good. So I, I just wanted to make sure that we had the um, some background on Zen Mindspace uh, before we transitioned over to your uh, particular work, just to give listeners an idea of, of what the company is all about. So um, transitioning over to your particular uh, focus um, just take us through a little bit as to um, some of the most common challenges that I think you kind of mentioned them already, but um, some of the most common challenges that your clients face and and what are some of the techniques that you have found to be most effective in in those dialogues with with your clients? And, you know, have you found any kind of um, central organizing theme within your own coaching, any philosophy within your own coaching that you kind of uh, identify with? You know, basically, again, since, you know, since I was um, certified through CTI, we take the coactive approach to our coaching. So basically, with each of these individuals, we establish a, you know, an action or, you know, plan to achieve their results. So what we'll do is just go ahead and sit, whether it's, again, with a divorce, whether it's just um, several people right now are having depression with, you know, the current COVID situation, weight gain drinking too much. So we're trying to come up with plans and goals and accountabilities. So we design programs and kind of process roadmaps so that they can have a a clear, defined, short and long-term goal for themselves. And I'm there to support them with that development and, you know, through negotiation, communicate, you know, communication skills, and just for them to achieve work-life balance or, you know, just life balance. Right. So given given your background in organizations, do you take that do you take that history and um like th- does that influence kind of a, a specialty that you have now? Do you tend to see people that are more like you just said that work life balance or at this point are you just completely um more spread out in in terms of the niches that you're occupying? I don't think you know it's a specific niche. I think that you know because I have such a strong background in corporate America and is and a strength in operations, I do end up uh, very often working with individuals to develop those kind of, you know, plans. But also, I think I just utilize some of my insight and that I've had from them. So it's not necessarily just applying the executive, but it's also the life together. So I don't think it's one particular niche. I think it's just depending on what the person is coming in for and getting them again to, you know, support them in their goals and, and actually have um, some accountability and a partner to, you know, to again, hold the space with them. Right. Okay. Um, so on, on the show, we have had kind of varying degrees of holistic focus, I guess you can say, where we've had some coaches on the show that, you know, appreciate the holistic approach, but don't really incorporate it at all in their coaching. They're just purely, um, well, what therapists would call talk therapy, but what coaches would maybe just call, you know, dialogue or, you know, very dialogue-based coaching. Um, And then, of course, we have the opposite extreme. And I think Zen Mindspace is obviously an example of that, where uh, the holistic approach is, you know, really intertwined. It's really the entire thing. 
Um, it's a full it's a full focus on not just mind but also body. So you know, asking you, given that you are a coach at a practice that incorporates that holistic um, approach wholeheartedly, what might you say to somebody that maybe I don't know they might be skeptical or they might think that incorporating the body is you know maybe nice but not really necessary to proper coaching work. Um, what might you say to somebody as to why you think incorporating the body allows the client to reach that kind of next level in transformation beyond just dialogue? Well, I think what I would say to, to that person is I would invite them to, let's say, even just a meditation class to experience one of our classes as my guest. Um, I have been a in the spa industry with a um, five-star destination spa for about six years of my career. I've been going to spas for 25 years as a guest, and I have seen firsthand, you know, what the combination can do. And so, you know, I don't want to convince anybody. I would just want to offer them the opportunity to see it firsthand. And just personally walking into Zen, as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, I was a client when they first opened. And I love the environment. And I think the minute you walk in and you can smell the diffusers with the you know, <laughs> lavender oils and you hear the beautiful music playing. I see and I hear each person that walks in says they instantly feel different just by sitting in the front room waiting to come in. So it, it just lends itself to that kind of environment. So again, I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm here to share. And um, I've done walk, talk, walk and talk therapy. I've done whatever it might take. I might sit in the meditation room with them and actually have the coaching session in there and light a diffuser and just kind of see if they feel anything from that. But I would definitely just invite anybody to experience so they can see it for themselves. Right. Okay. All right. Um, another issue that coaches often deal with in that beginning stage, which I think characterizes most of the listenership of this show, um, is imposter syndrome. You might have come across it yourself. Yeah. You might have experienced it yourself at, at varying stages. Um, it's not even just something that you face in the beginning stage. It's often something that kind of creeps its ugly head over and over again throughout the um, career span of, of somebody's um, time as a coach. And so um, can you just share maybe if you ever felt any kind of imposter syndrome in that beginning stage? And for anybody listening that is unfamiliar with the term, imposter syndrome meaning, you know, that feeling of, you know, who am I? Am I good enough to be doing this? Um, sometimes you feel like a fraud because you're in this line of work to help others, but you feel like you're not qualified enough. And, um, it's just kind of a, a, a general negative feeling about your own ability to do whatever the task at hand is. So I guess, number one, have you experienced that? And number two, if you have, how have you worked to overcome that throughout your career? That's a great question. So I think all of us, I certainly have. Um, and that's why I am a firm believer. I'm an avid reader of books. You know, we all have those gremlins, of, of course, as well. And those, I think, you know, the gremlins can serve us, you know, for to get to know ourselves even better as well. So beside the reading, I have always um, been coached while I'm a coach. And I've also seen therapists and or coaches. So I make sure that I'm on top of my game and that, you know, I'm addressing my challenges as well because I'm human like everybody else. And so I think we all experience those types of things. I just make sure that I, um, like I said, that I'm, I'm walking the talk 
And so if I'm going to coach, I also get coached. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's definitely great advice there at the end. Um, coaching is not a one-way street, right? Um, you know, I think... Uh, Absolutely. I, yeah, I had I had a coach who told me, essentially, unless you've been coached by three different coaches using three different modalities, you have no business coaching yourself because um, you should know... You, sh- you should know the, the other side of it. So you should know the client side of it. And on top of that, you should know that coaching is not this monolithic, uh, you know, uh, skill that it's the same everywhere. It, you know, it. I have spoken to hundreds of coaches, uh, both on this show and elsewhere, and no two coaches are alike. And I would say no two coaches are even close to being alike. Um, that's kind of the beauty of coaching is that you can mold it into whatever fits your personality best. And so um, I think... I think young coaches would would do well, not only to themselves, but their future clients to be on that client side um, with different coaches, different styles of coaching. And um, that will definitely influence their own coaching moving forward. I couldn't agree more. I, I will say that um, with that in mind, that one that was one of the most incredible things during my uh, certification process that I was actually in pods with people all over the world. And so it, it was interesting with the challenges of language and distance and time and, and um, even just, you know, the differences in, in, in the different um, cultures to be able to coach and be coached on the spot, um, not being prepared. And then, you know, the leader picking, you know, choosing you to then take on at that particular point without any preparation. I think it was the best thing for me. Um, and again, I've had different coaches throughout the years, everything from a corporate coach to a health coach, um, to a, a nutritionist, different types with different niches, because depending on, you know, where my focus and where my goals are, I will find a coach that, you know, specializes in that niche. And it also helps me to move around and to learn a little bit of their style. And as you said, no two coaches are the same. And I think you can learn, you know, as we talk to one another, the greatest part is no matter what is we can learn from one another. So from each of those examples, I've had the opportunity to learn a little something from each of them that I can also apply and, you know, provide to my clients as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think that's definitely great input. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, I, I also. You bet. Yeah, I, I wanted to um, kind of my, my last question is a bit of a two parter. I Anybody that listens to the show and knows that I'm a fan of two part questions at this point. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know how to not, I guess, ask two part questions really. But so the, the, the first is, um, I guess, what has been the most rewarding aspect of your career? And I know that you've had a long one. I know that your career spans well beyond, um, your time at, at Zen. So definitely you, you can think back on your time in organizational coaching or maybe even before that. But, uh, what has been the most rewarding aspect of your career in the coaching sphere? And the second part of the question, it's a bit tougher, I think, is what has been the most challenging aspect? Maybe the part that you didn't see coming or the part that has been particularly difficult for you to contend with and um, maybe even something you're contending with to this day. Um, And that could be either on a personal side or the business side or the client side. So, yeah, um, maybe the, the two sides of that coin, the most rewarding and the most challenging. Great questions. Um, so I would say, first of all, you know, I think that I was born to be a coach. Um, and so I think the most rewarding part has been to really see people after being coached and uh, to see them feeling so 
like their goals have been accomplished and I've seen successes and I've received letters and um, just to witness that, whether it was called formally coaching before I actually got certified and then since to really develop individuals and to, again, witness the, the, the beauty of each individual has just been the most rewarding part of my entire career, no matter whether it was in corporate America and, again, applying to my coaching over the last, you know, seven, eight years. Um, and I think the most challenging, actually, was the corporate, the executive coaching. Um, you know, I think that to explain that and to fight the system, where the system wants, you know, formal write-ups of mm -hmm. what goes on in the, in the sessions, and I refuse that, obviously. And so really building in an environment that wasn't used to having executive coaching, the rules and having them trust me to um, and just wait for my results rather than seeing the write-ups of what they were looking for. They originally wanted me to give, to give me topics of the things they wanted me to work on. And I had to really explain to, you know, top, top executives that that's not how it works. And so I think that was a great challenge, but very, again, um, very exciting at the end to see the results. But it was, it was quite the challenge for the first six months. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I think you definitely made the right choice in transitioning over to the uh, life coaching side of things. It seems that you have found a, quite a nice home at Zen. Um, and so the most beautiful home. I'm so happy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> for anybody that hasn't uh, checked out the site, I definitely recommend it. Um, I know on the show we've talked about just the ins and outs of coaching and and therapy as well, and we've talked about it, um, you know, from a client perspective and from a business perspective. But from a something we haven't talked about is uh, building a website, and um, it's sometimes an afterthought for people. But if anybody wants to get some uh, web design inspiration, uh, I definitely recommend checking out the Zen Mindspace website. It's it's beautifully built and. Um, uh, yeah, so Rosalie, I want to give you a a chance to tell listeners where we can uh, find out more about you, about Zen Mindspace, and um, any social media that listeners can uh, learn more on. That would be great. Um, so we are as beautiful as our website is. We are also in the process of, if you look, you won't see me on it right this minute, but um, we are because we are rebuilding it and making some tweaks right now after... Mm -hmm. um, you know, the last few months with COVID. So we've changed our model a little bit, but it is still beautiful. Um, and so I think that you can also just check us out on Instagram on Zen Mind Space. And um, again, also on, you know, on, on Facebook as well. So we have some great, great social media campaigns. And um, I would love for your listeners to follow us. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Rosalie. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Brandon. It was such a pleasure, and I wish the same. And um, I hope to speak to you again um, in the future and see how we can help one another. All righty. Likewise. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye, Brandon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Coaches Circle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show just as much as we enjoyed making it. If you'd like to check out a complete listing of all of the episodes on our show, head on over to lifecoachpath.com slash podcast. See you on the next one.